You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Well, this is episode 66 of Leading and Learning. I'm so happy you're with me today. And today I want to talk a little baseball. You know, in the U.S., the uh, the baseball season is a little over a quarter of the way through, and my Atlanta Braves are just playing terrible. Um, they're off to one of their worst starts ever. And uh, a few weeks ago, they fired their manager, Freddie Gonzalez. And Freddie's an interesting story because he became the manager after the Braves' legendary manager, Bobby Cox, retired. And I want to talk a little bit about Bobby Cox because he's going to go down in history as one of the greatest baseball managers, in fact, one of the greatest managers in any sport ever. And we're going to talk a little bit about coaching, and I want to highlight some leadership lessons from Bobby Cox. And a um, few of Bobby's honors, he was he was honored by being... Um, uh, inducted into the Atlanta Braves Hall of Fame, which is a really cool. If you're ever in Atlanta and you go to the baseball uh, stadium, um, the uh, the Hall of Fame there is just a really cool exhibit. All kinds of neat stuff to see. Um, great memorabilia from some of the greats that have played the game. But Bobby was inducted into the the Braves Hall of Fame and had his number retired, which is a big honor. But in 2014, he was inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Um, just a couple of Bobby's stats. He, was, uh, he led the Atlanta Braves to 14 division titles, uh, five National League pennants, and a world championship in 1995. His 2,504 wins put him as number four on the all-time best managers list. And it's interesting to to listen to what other people say about someone that they've worked or, or played for. A uh, longtime Braves infielder and future Hall of Famer himself, Chipper Jones, said, you know, Bobby took a chance on me by drafting me, and I've spent the last 20 years trying to make him proud. And, of course, that quote was when Chipper was still playing. He's since retired. But he played his entire career in Atlanta playing for Bobby Cox. Um, another uh, current player, a uh, guy named Jason Hayward, he's currently with the Chicago Cubs. He's an outfielder. And he was drafted by the Braves. And during the one year that he played for Bobby Cox, Jason said, you know, he treated me like I was part of the family. He included me in his thought process and explained things to me when he really did not have to. Now, what I want to do is I want to give a few, um, let's see, we're going to look at six leadership nuggets 
that are so apparent in the Bobby Cox manager legacy. And I think these are some things that we can all apply to our own leadership style, our own leadership system, and some things hopefully that we can draw from and use as we coach others. Because, you know, that's part of leadership. A huge part of leadership is coaching. Um, even today, um, my, my position in the church that I'm on staff of, I spent a lot of time today coaching some other staff members about some uh, specific leadership issues. But coaching and, 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 and talking and encouraging and training and mentoring, that's a huge part of what leaders do. And as we're going to see, that's one of the things that Bobby Cox did that led him to be so successful in his baseball career. Now, number one is he picked the right players. Now, you know, baseball has scouts and a management team, but along with these scouts and the management team, Bobby consistently fielded a team of incredibly talented athletes. He he had an eye for picking people with talent. And, you know, picking winners is a team effort. In many cases, the 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 rough, unpolished talent that would be developed in in Atlanta's uh, minor league system were were really uh, you know some of these young un, really rough untested players were were players that other managers other scouts passed on, but Bobby was able to look past the the roughness, um, the the lack of polish, and see something deeper that he knew that he could refine in his team of coaches and and and. Uh, others would be able to refine. And so um, he was able to look and find sometimes talent that other people would pass on, pull it into his his system, and then develop that talent and created some amazing, amazing talented baseball players. So um, he was able to pick the right, the right players. And, um, you know, there, there were certain attributes I think that Bobby was looking for, maybe even these attributes were deeper than the talent that he was looking for. Um, attributes such as drive or determination. Um, one of the big ones that, Bob, that, that, that Bobby always tried to pick was a quality of character to go along with their talent. So, so being able to pick the right players is very, very important. And, you know, it's easy to pick the guys that are flashy and and you know, are able to um, really excel in so many areas. But it's a, a, a totally different type of talent to be able to pick the one who is who is rough, who is a little rough around the edges, who might not be um, the one that the other scouts pick, but to be able to take that person and then develop them into a star. That's what a manager does. So he picked the right type of players, but he also picked a certain type of player. You know, there have been many, many talented players that Bobby and his staff passed on. Many young kids who went on to become stars with other teams, but Bobby said, you know what, I just don't think they're going to be a good fit with the Atlanta Braves. With rare exceptions, players that tried to bring attention to themselves, players that complained to the press, uh, players that had discipline problems off the field, they weren't going to last on a Bobby Cox team. I can think of a couple of players that um, got into trouble in the offseason, maybe got arrested or had encounters with the police, and just as soon as he could, he would trade them away or release them. It was something he just didn't want on his teams. He wanted a certain type of player. 
the Atlanta teams over the over the years, and especially during Bobby's legacy, during the twenty years that the twenty plus years when when he was the manager of the team, um, they they had good chemistry. You very seldom heard about infighting on the team. You very seldom ever heard a player talking bad about another player or the management, um, because if they did, they wouldn't last very long. So they pick the kind of players that would have the right kind of chemistry. It does. It doesn't happen by accident, and it's the same in our organization. If 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 we pick somebody just based on their talent, that's very dangerous. We also have to look at the chemistry. Um, are these people going to fit in with our system? Are they going to fit in with our culture? Um, if they don't fit in with the culture of our organization, then we're going to have some problems. It doesn't matter how talented they are. So number one, Bobby picked the right players, but number two, he also picked a certain type of player. He picked a, a player that was going to fit in with the with the team, with the city, um, that was going to be um, a healthy part of the culture. Number three, Bobby did not overmanage. He can never, ever be accused of overmanaging. After he put his team together, he let them play. If a guy was struggling a little bit, maybe a batter was in a slump or, or a pitcher was struggling to find the, the, the strike zone, Bobby was incredibly patient about letting them work their way out of the slump. Um, when he put a team on the field, uh, he let them play. And, and, and many times during Bobby's managing days, um, you know, the commentators might second guess, oh, he's leaving that pitcher in too long, or, or, you know, really this isn't the guy that needs to be batting now. He probably needs to pinch hit for him. But that wasn't Bobby's way. He knew that eventually that person was going to come out of that slump, and, and it just took a little bit of patience, and, and his players loved him for it. Number four, Bobby Cox demonstrated amazing loyalty to his players. I've heard him in interviews being questioned about why that slumping batter or that struggling pitcher was still in the lineup. And Bobby was always positive and optimistic. He never, ever criticized a player in the press. When, when a player was slumping or having a bad time, he'd say, you know what, he's a great player and he's just going through a little bit of a rough stretch. It's just a matter of time before he breaks out of it. He's going to be okay. And this loyalty was so appreciated by his players, and more often than not, he was right. Within a few days or within a week, that player was going to battle out of it. But that loyalty, knowing that, that his players, um, knowing that the, the players knew that Bobby had their backs, they gave everything for him. And you know, in our organizations, as managers, as leaders, we need to have our people's backs. They need to know that we're going to stand up for them. They need to know that we're loyal to them. We can't expect people to be loyal to us or loyal to our organization if we as the managers, supervisors, leaders, boss, president, owner, whatever you are in your organization, if you're not loyal to your people, you can't expect them to be loyal to you. So loyalty is a huge, huge thing in leadership. Number five, this is, this is a great one. Bobby Cox always took up for his players. You know, one of the, the, the dubious all-time records that Bobby holds is for being ejected from baseball games. He's the number one leader in baseball in ejections by a manager. What a great record to have, huh? 
And you know, the thing that puts this record into context is the fact that most of the ejections have come while he was defending one of his players who was arguing with an umpire, and Bobby would come out of the dugout and take up the argument to keep the player from getting ejected. And that often meant Bobby got ejected. But that was his way. He always took up for his players. And again, in leadership, this goes along with loyalty, is we have to take up for our people. If they're wrong, they're wrong. We can deal with that. That's part of what we do as managers and leaders. If one of our people is wrong, we can pull them off to the side. We can have a private meeting. We can deal with it. But when they're right, we take up for them. When they're wrong, we stand beside them. Um, If something needs to be corrected, we deal with that. But knowing that we're loyal, knowing that we're going to take up for them goes so far in leadership. And then number six, number six, Bobby always seemed to get the most out of his teams. Now, there were many years when the Braves did not have the most talented players in the league. Um, there were some seasons when, when, when the, the, the season would start and, and you'd look at this group of young players, often untested, often untried, and you'd wonder um, you know, how far they were going to make it during the season before ending up on, in, you know, the cellar in the bottom of the, the rankings. But somehow they stayed competitive. And, you know, over the course of a 162-game season, which is what a baseball season is, most of the teams that Bobby Cox managed won more games than they lost. Bobby had an incredible winning percentage. And as a manager, uh, somehow Bobby, even in these young, untested teams, even in these teams that didn't have uh, the talent that some of the other teams in the league did, Bobby was, was able to instill this culture of winning. He put that, that culture of winning deep into the DNA of the team so that year after year, these teams, even though they knew that they weren't as talented as some of the other teams in the league, because the culture of winning was so deeply ingrained into the team, they knew that that's what was expected of them. They knew that they could do it. And somehow they, they, they had these winning seasons. Somehow they, they performed at a high level. And, and I think as managers and leaders, this is one of the things that, that defines us as a leader, is are we able to get the most out of our team? Are we able to inspire them? Are we able to, to, to create this culture of winning? Are we able to create a culture that we can do this no matter what the odds look like, no matter what the economy looks like, no matter what's going on around us? Do we, do we instill this, this spirit of confidence and this spirit of positivity into our team where they think, you know what, we can do this? And this is such an important part of leadership is getting the most out of our people. And, and this, is, um, this involves being able to be a motivational speaker. Sometimes it involves being a counselor. Sometimes it involves, you know, pep talks. But, but the bottom line is we've got to put it into our culture, the culture of our organization, and then we've got to challenge our people and then lead them in getting and in, in, in get the most out of them. So these six things, these six things, and we could probably come up with more, but these six leadership lessons from Bobby Cox, um, let's just recount. First of all, Bobby picked the right players, but he picked a certain type of player. 
He didn't overmanage. He demonstrated loyalty to his players. He took up for his players when they were in trouble. And he always seemed to get the most out of his teams. Well, now it's your turn. Have you ever had a coach, a boss, a pastor, or some other leader that was able to get more out of you than you thought you were able to give? Have you ever played for or worked for someone who saw talent and potential in you that you did not see in yourself? I'd love to hear from you, and I'd love to hear that story. Go to davidspell.com, leave your question or your comment in the comment section for today's post. And while you're at davidspell.com, make sure you sign up to get my free newsletter. I publish three blog posts a week, and by subscribing, they'll just slide right into your inbox. You'll never miss a single issue. I'd love to stay in touch with you, so subscribing will also make sure that you get my subscribers-only newsletter that I send out once a month. And this newsletter is is uh, full of uh, personal stuff, what Annie and I are doing in Brazil, some other leadership tips, pictures. You'll love it. You don't want to miss it. highlight. And you know, in this issue, we've been talking about um, leadership, talking about coaching and mentoring. And my book, Leading into the 21st Century and Beyond, is really a, a lifetime of, of, of leadership tips and hints. Um, this book is full of practical leadership, management, supervision, time management tips and hacks, um, you know, the chapters are short because I wanted it to be something that you could take, read a chapter, meditate on, and something that you could immediately implement and put into practice. So check this book out. Um, there's two two editions available. There's the edition that's available on Amazon. It's awesome. You can you can get it through there. But then if you want to look at the uh, the newest edition, the revised edition on my website, um, this is ebook only. But there's 10 new chapters in the revised edition, so check it out. I'll put both, both, show, I'll put both links in the show notes so you can check it out. So leading into the 21st century and beyond. Now as we close, could I ask for just a small favor? If you enjoy leading and learning, would you take just a second, go to iTunes and give us a review? Your reviews help push us higher in the ratings so we can get our content to more awesome people just like you. Well, thanks so much, and until next time, this is David Spell encouraging you to pursue your passion.